My name's Mark, and this is episode 65 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-pilot, Charlie Curtin. Charlie, how you doing today? What, what, what? I am good. I like recording this late at night because I can turn the camera and not get uh, uh, blown out by the no, light man. coming through the glass block so you can see all of it. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see all of my munificence, all the money I've wasted in the last 10 years collecting figures. Enjoy! Hey, you know what? It's better than drugs. It's not cheaper, but it's better. Yeah, that's, I always used <laughs> to say There's less sex involved. In <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Not around Maybe. here. You don't know. <laughs> oh. You don't know. That, that other voice that you heard is returning guest two weeks in a row, Todd Oxtra. We liked him so much. We got him back for or, uh, to, to fit. Potentially, he just, he, potentially, he just wasn't our first call. But the... <laughs> The warm body <laughs> hanging out. That is it. Todd, how are you doing tonight? You know what? I like you gentlemen so much. I'm giving up a night of playing video games, editing podcasts uh, to be here. So you know what? Uh, wow. Let's have fun. Show, show some respect. Yeah. Show some respect. This is like dad says, don't make me turn this car around. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is great. Well, we're, we're very happy to have you again. We're going to finish off visions season two so it's very fitting to have you back because you did the part one if you're listening and you haven't listened to part one of our visions recap go back check that one out we're going to be covering episodes five through eleven tonight uh but first we have some news so we're going to skip the introduction because we did that last week it's been done and you'll have to excuse me if i if i stopped a cough i am just getting over strep throat my throat and voice are finally feeling good enough but last week was a little rough for me, so uh, if there's yeah, off- awkward pauses, I'm probably muting my mic to cough a little bit. Uh, so we have some news. Like I said, the first one is something that I'm glad Todd's here for because it's video game news, and I need my video game bro to talk about that, and that is Star Wars Outlaws just got announced. Uh, this is th- this looks awesome. I'm just going to start us off here. Yes, this is sure. an open world uh scoundrel game from yes. ubisoft one of my uh, favorites this is, for Stripes. me this is a perfect companion piece to jedi fallen order or jedi survivor uh the jedi games they're so jedi focused obviously it's right in the name that we see that we see you know we have the lightsabers we have the big combat we have the force abilities and such a big part of that is learning and connecting more to the force and building up your force powers and all that kind of stuff and it's very high level star wars this it looks like it's going to be ground level star wars and it doesn't mean you're stuck to the ground because you can fly a spaceship unlike jedi survivor or fallen order you can just grab get in fly you go through the atmosphere and then you're fighting tie fighters and doing whatever else flying to the next planet it looks crazy and uh it but like i said it's going to be more kind of ground level no powers no force abilities that we know i like of. it i like it just a badass bounty hunter outlaw and her cute i'm gonna say axolotl puppy cat thing it would be star wars without Stitch? so Stitch in space. <laughs> so, and uh, and is a droid it, wearing a trench coat? Come on. 
that is oh, that that's like three kids wearing a trench oh, coat or, or the rat king you know well, Mark, we, we, well charlie we've seen megatron wear a trench coat we've seen oh, that's uh, right. Cobra, master Cobra, chief wear a Cobra, trench coat or Cobra commander uh, yeah. exactly. Cobra commander did it yeah so guys is this gonna force me to buy a ps5 i mean is it just like yes. are all the signs pointing in that direction or an this? xbox series s, s. if yeah. you want to get into the cheapest way, way with an xbox yeah, I mean, here's the question. So, uh, price point between the two is what and what? You can buy a digital PlayStation Five for four hundred. You can get a Xbox Series X for five hundred, or you can get a Series S base model for three hundred. So, there's a price point for everybody. Um, well, okay, but so better your question. library place and stuff that you've kind of invested will not work yeah. on your Xbox. It will work on your PlayStation. So. The the better question is what do you guys have? Because you guys are you guys are serious, you're professionals, you do this I have kick them for both. Real. Well, I'm not Mark doing that. Series X. I have an Xbox Series X. Okay. Uh, but if you're not worried about like the highest like 4K fidelity, the the Series S, the Xbox, in 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 my opinion, is a great jumping in point because it's the cheapest yep. one. And okay. if you're only going to be playing one or two games. True. That might be the best way. True. However, and, and- I do know you're a PlayStation 4 guy. So if you want everything that, like, if you have any digital oh, purchases. I did because I have Spider-Man. I bought that for my son, the first one. So, yeah. Right. So the, go the only caveat to that is if you have, you have to have those digital purchases for the PlayStation 5. Oh, If I you want to- the cheapest one. If you have the disc... That's again, what is 500 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. You want a a disc, you're going to have to get a a $500 box. No, and and it it is or is not reverse compatible with those discs I have. It Uh, is, sounds like, the way you're describing it. You can put PS4 discs in the PS5. Okay. All right. So all all signs are. Spider Man is not going to be an Xbox. (laughs) So that's the. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So it's going to be PlayStation. All signs are pointing to yes. And then we all know that Black Friday is the time. That's when I got the PS4. The only problem, Charlie, is we don't know if that indiana jones game will be an xbox exclusive so that i might don't, be I, don't I don't even know anything about that so but i'm sure that's that's something else to talk about another time yeah. Yeah, um yeah. right so yeah. i don't know but yeah this and then i've always really wanted to dig into i love battlefront too we've talked about that oh, yeah. here and uh i never got all the way into squadrons but i watched them mm. listeners of the show know that when it comes to the big video games, I watch the cutscene movies because it's it's a great story. And I don't have to frustrate myself by not knowing how to smash buttons and flip around and do what all you guys do. So um, but with the Spider-Man deal, I mean, damn, it's you know, that Craven in that game's got to be better than Craven in that trailer we watched. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my god. It was absolutely horrendous. But we'll we, you'll be hearing about that on SFU yeah. next week. Um I think in a trailer, what did you guys think of this trailer? Which which in the uh, the outlaws? Yeah. Oh, the gameplay trailer that was ten minutes long, or just the trailer? Either one. The, yeah, the trailer. I watched what, the trailer. What do you think trailer. of this? How does it look? Fantastic, absolutely amazing. And I yeah, I do love just getting away from you know it's much like any television content or movie content. If it's all the same, it becomes very bland. It becomes very generic. So you have to embrace the diversity of having your different tracks of storytelling. Now, but, you know, I'm sure Todd will address that. Oh, boy, they jammed it between Empire and Jedi. I don't but, mind that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is, okay. Well, speak to that. I mean, I know that you... Yeah. So what other famous uh, 
I guess, piece of Star Wars happened between the original trilogy. Shadows, Shadows of the Empire. Empire. And I love that. They made a great game. This is kind of uh, almost in that mindset of like, because okay. in Shadows of the Empire, you were doing many different types of gameplay. Same thing right. here. And you no, are, no big yeah. lightsaber fights. No, yeah, just no lightsabers. Like, you're, you're, you're a rogue. Practical. I mean, yeah. this is like being Han Solo, doing really okay. cool stuff. You have your companion. Yeah, and I was worried. I didn't know how they were actually going to do the gameplay of this. And once they revealed it, I'm like, this is awesome. There's a little bit of, like, your your buddy helps you do things. Um, there's Aww, cool, there's cool combat. Yeah, there's cool combat in um, just with lightsaber or with um, with with blasters. But there's also Charlie. There's there's combat in like jet speeder, like um, land speeders and um, oh, like skiffs, uh, speeder bikes, swoops. The yeah, swoop and bikes. also yeah. So you're getting combat in different types okay. of terrain that we haven't seen in, in Star Wars in a long, long time. Yeah. So I'm very excited for this. It looks cool. So, Mark, we really should, especially since we have a bit more of a gap before we get to Ahsoka, I think we should do some homework and we should really tackle. We should have a Shadows of the Empire episode, get Todd back in there. We don't all have to read the book again, but maybe we break out, we do some research, and we get serious about talking about the the event of 1996 um Absolutely. i don't know I'm, pr- I'm putting it out on the table we've got over a month until we can start talking about ahsoka when that's going to take up all of our time so yeah. um, i don't know i'm putting it out there we got to do something right you yeah, know absolutely. got to keep the world turning star yeah, gonna world the, turning. not gonna wait till the 30th anniversary uh, no, no, oh, that Shadow of the Empire. <laughs> yeah, you think there's going to be big fanfare in oh, yeah. uh, 2026 oh my god 30 years <laughs> so one uh, one thing I do want to mention, uh, speaking of older video games, is was that Kyle Katarn? It has to be. Oh yeah, it's in got, this I trailer, think, like, that's got to be Kyle Katarn. Think making it canon, baby. It looked Unless like he already him. was. He might have been some. I mean, somehow Zizor is canon. They snuck it in somewhere, and Dash Rendar is mm. canon. They snuck that in somewhere. It really looked like there's a dude sitting in the chair. He's even got like the shoulder pauldron thing. Like it looks like him from, from, you know, dark forces, Jedi night games. Right. Mm. Uh, it looks like him. Watch the trailer again. If you missed it, it looks like Kyle. It's gotta be Kyle. They've got to be bringing him back into canon. I love it. It has to be. It has I love it. Be. So when, uh, when, when are we getting this one then kids? Uh, this one is, did they give a solid date for this one? Mm, no, nope. I'm skimming. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't so. see it. I don't. Mm. Think oh, this so, will be sometime maybe do, 2020. I, oh wait, sorry. They did announce that it was coming in 2024, so we don't have okay. that long to wait. I knew it was like relatively soon. It'll it'll be yeah. it'll be here it, before. I'm you guessing know it. holiday 2024. So there's still a little right. bit of time. So yeah. so I can hold off getting my uh, PlayStation for another year and a half. Save up, save, Maybe. save up, the, save Maybe. up the money for my for my. If you're, uh, my, if you're my, okay, my not round. getting Spidey in October. Yeah, uh, I, oh, I thought so. There has been a date for Spidey. Yes, it just came out. Yep, it's October twentieth. Oh, okay. They announced the All statue. Right. I have ordered the collector's edition. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You showed me that. Look at look at you. Todd, mm-hmm. Todd dropping some ducats on behalf of the old Spider-Man. Well, cool. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. You guys can keep chipping away at me. Hey, it worked for Ted Lasso. Perfect. Won me over. Uh, the other bit of news that we got was Disney did a whole bunch of release date shuffling, and we're not going to cover Check all of that. Up. Did you guys mention it on on SFU? Yeah, yeah, we broke oh, it down. Sure, yeah. uh, so the the only ones that I really want to touch on is like two Star Wars movies uh, in 
2025 six ish, like in a, in a nine month ish, kind of window. Sure. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Uh, and then another one set for December 17th, 2027. They haven't specified which movies these are, but we do know three movies that are pretty much like at least greenlit and that they've talked about at Celebration. So that is the Ray Skywalker rebuilding the Jedi movie, James Mangold's uh, 10,000 years in the past, 10 commandments, biblical epic. And <laughs> wait, wait, the 15 crash, the 10 commandments. No history of the world. All right. Yes. <laughs> I got it, Charlie. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Dave Filoni's, uh, Mandoverse, uh, the, event, the Avengers film. Yeah. Mandovengers. Mandovengers. Uh, so if you guys had to pick, which one was which? Where would you be placing your money on which film? So let's let's go the first, second, and third. Todd, what do you think is going to come out in that first slot? Mm. If everything times right with Ahsoka, uh, then we have uh, the other TV series. And if this is truly supposed to be a culmination with Filoni's movie... I'm guessing that's the first one because Same. I don't think Same. they want it to be a huge gap between them uh, because Whoops. that would that would feel really. He's he's gone. And he's back. Oh, okay. yeah. we, <laughs> Mark was abducted by the Sith. Okay. Um, yes. I, I, I would think that they wouldn't want to you know have a huge gap to wrap that up, especially if they want to do more TV projects following it with those characters. So I'm assuming that's the first one. But that's my guess. Right. Which, uh, yeah. for anyone that's yeah. not familiar, I think is going to be adapting this, which is Heir of the Empire, if you're not watching the YouTube video. Uh, that seems to or, be the rumors. And the latest rumors is full recasting of the original trilogy, uh, Han, Luke, and Leia. Uh, possibly bringing back um, Alden from Solo, Alden yep. from Solo, recasting Luke, recasting Leia, and getting them in for Heir of the Empire. I mean, Jade. let's face it, in what... Aging in, in what aging franchise have they not done that? James Bond, they did it right away. James Bond, they've been doing it for sixty years, you know, and uh, they did it in Star Wars. They've done it uh, or Star Trek. They've done it several times in Star Trek with the TOS cast. Um, it's a care. You know, how many times have we had a new Batman? How many times have we had a new Joker, Superman? It's a character defined by an actor is one way certainly to look at it but to simply to say i mean i think we all have very deep-seated fears about indiana jones 5 because you're mm. like we just don't want him to explode on screen you know it's just it ha has it been one too long you know what i mean are there more adventures that could be told in a different way um mm. from a different take or from an actor that you're afraid is not going to you know fall out of a plane <laughs> Like Harrison Ford, so yeah. that would be spectacular. I, I I absolutely advocate that. Like I said, they've already taken uh, the leap uh, back in 2018 with Solo, which I enjoyed. W was not a, a film without problems, but I think Alden did a very competent job with the character. He, he wasn't and, one of the problems. Yeah, he wasn't. And and Donald Glover stole the show. Um, yeah. and Don, Donald Glover would obviously Donald Glover clearly pl played a role in Air, even though I've not I've not read it. 
Sorry, maybe I should. Um, I'm bad. I like Todd. I'm bad at reading. Um, <laughs> so, but hey, if it's something we have to do, if I have an assignment, I'll make it happen. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I I think that would be very exciting. But yeah, I'm with Todd. Uh, first film out the gate. If they're going to, you know, put a bow on the Filoni, either the Filoni Avengers, uh, it, it would have to be up first. Yeah, um, and so. it's probably and it's, it's probably the greatest level of interest for that. Probably then followed by. Uh, the the film with Ray, and then lastly Mangold's, um, you know, uh, Mangold's Fifteen Commandments uh, movie. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that timeline, Todd. What do you you think? Kind of the same way, or yeah, I'm curious with the Ray movie because I've heard they wanted to make it like really far apart. I'm like, do they want to age her up? I yeah, mean, I'd heard that too. That seems a little weird, you know. Maybe, weird, yeah. uh, you know, and it, well, uh, at first, I think the first pitch was have her recast and really aged up and i think oh. they've since dialed that back they got daisy yeah. back and i think they're gonna basically when they can put it out they'll put it that much in okay. the future yeah. possibly like yeah you know, make it like hey yeah she aged 15 years when maybe realistically she aged 10 or 12 or whatever but right um, i i would yeah, hate to see them make the same cardinal sin that he made with the original trilogy cast which is essentially Lucas got bored, didn't want anything to do with Star Star Wars for decades, and essentially never was able to revisit those characters. And we all wanted more of those. And essentially, the last time we saw these characters, they're almost they all died. You know, it's like right. here they are, and, and now and, they're dead. I'm like, oh, and and, and not together. You know, it was only Luke yeah. and Leia. Yeah, and excuse we didn't me, see Han and Leia that very briefly had any interaction. Yeah, and didn't we all want to see Luke like in his more in his prime, doing oh, awesome things? Didn't right. we want to see Leia? Mando doing more two. so than be the you know uh the, the, we, we wanted to see more doc, of her do yeah, more the, awesome things right yeah. yeah you wanted to see you know well, how did the new republic really get going and we, we're getting bits and pieces of that in mandalorian but you know it's all oh politics and this and that and blah 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 it's not you know um taking down bad guys and and you know the the three of them still fighting the fight because you know there was still a year's worth of fighting that happened after return of the jedi before things were really over so what did the rest of that look like what did you know what mm-hmm. crazy adventures did the three of them have to go on to finally end the war against the empire yeah and i, I think uh, star wars loves to do this and and i i spoke about this with a, a friend of mine a few weeks ago that i think bringing mara jade into canon and into a story like this whether it's part of this filoni verse or another spinoff or something but i think bringing her in as luke's love interest and having something happen tragically there that could kind of explain a little bit more of why Luke's head was where it was in a dark place when he went after Ben. Yeah. Because having, having the big bright hero, the guy that turned Vader back to Anakin that wouldn't fight his worst enemy and put down his weapon. So he didn't have to, you know, succumb to the dark side and kill the emperor like that. Luke doesn't, doesn't, feel his nephew having a bad dream and go to, you know, like dark side on him. But a Luke who went through all this hardship, went through all this, might have PTSD, meets the love of his life. They start building up a new order and she dies. And all of the things that he's learned, all of the Jedi texts that he's collected, maybe he can't figure out how to save her. Maybe a little touch of Anakin trying to save Padme oh, yeah, jumps yeah, in there yeah. and that's the headspace that he's in. 
when he goes a little bit dark and makes that mistake with Ben. That would explain it so much better than just like, hey, Ben was having a nightmare, so I was going to shish kebab him with my lightsaber in the yeah, middle right. of the night. Like, this will take care of that. Luke. Yeah. But a Luke, sure. a Luke that has just lost everything might. So yeah. I, I, I would I love that. to see that explored, and I think, I think that might be the character to do it. And Star Wars has done this so much in the past where they, they make – I'm going to say a mistake or they make a weird judgment call that fans are like, that's not my Luke. And Mm -hmm. then they go back and they're like, ah, you know what? We're going to fix that. And then you go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see how we got there now, but it takes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, that, that uh, let, Hey, let's fill in the Canon backstory and uh, let's explain this a bit more. But I I think that could be a way to do it. We need five seasons. Yes. We need. (laughs) I would watch the hell out of a cartoon, like Clone Wars or Rebel style. Of Of course course you would, Mike. (laughs) Oh, my God. How good would that be? You said Clone Wars. Oh, we're in trouble now. We are in trouble now. We are are through the looking glass. I I did have a question, though, to that. Um, We've gotten Luke CGI'd, essentially, de-aged, whatever you want to call it. Did... So, Mark, you mentioned just recast the characters. So are we in this point where it's like, did we set a precedent already that's saying that he'll just be an actor with with a CGI face or can we do this with recasting? Because I I know people didn't love that, but I'm just wondering, is it like, eh? I mean, uh, the the lack of practicality in not recasting. I mean, they didn't CGI uh, Harrison Ford's face so that he could be in the solo movie. It would have been completely ridiculous. You know, I don't disagree. You know, so no, an absolute recast. Like I said, Star Wars is not this this island unto itself that uh, nothing that has worked in other franchises. There are people that love those J.J. Star Trek movies. I'm not one of them, but there are people who love, you know, Zachary Kinto as Spock or Chris Pine as Kirk or they like Paul Wesley on Strange New Worlds as Kirk. I love Paul Wesley in Strange New Worlds as Kirk, and I, I've seen more of him because, you know, I've seen I, I've seen the first six episodes. He's fantastic, and he does show up. That's no secret. Um, but putting his own stamp on the character doing something a little different while still paying homage to what the shat you know the shat gave us back in the original series it can be done you know it just takes actually doing it you know which i i don't think that they failed doing that with alden i think he did a great job the only and i i agree with you guys that is how i would handle it my worry is that in 2000 Oh, when did this come out? Uh, 2022. So only a year ago, Kathleen Kennedy told Vanity Fair that the company Lucasfilm has learned not to recast iconic Star Wars characters following really? Solo, a Star oh. Wars story. Uh, isn't it just just time for her to go away? <laughs> there, uh, there should be moments along the way when you learn things, Kennedy said. Uh, now it seems so abundantly clear that we can't do that. Um so that that worries me. Uh, I hope that if they did do some sort of deep fake, they'd, they'd really make sure they got it right and it wasn't kind of a little bit uncanny valley to watch. But I'd rather just a recast. I hope yeah, they come I mean, to their senses on that and that quote just kind of eh, disappeared. Yeah, I mean, it's somebody who could go forward playing the character for another 10 years, 15 years, you know. Right. That, that, that's not going to be... Harrison Ford. Plus, I'm sure. Plus, he has no interest. He want he wanted to be killed off at the end of Return of the Jedi. He was so done with Han Solo, you know. And he came back so that they could kill him off. Um, 
So, you know, and Mark Hamill is clearly game for anything. You watch the guy, he's, he's all over the place. But is that really what's going to be best for the characters? That's what's really going to be best for a franchise he's, he's, that's looking he's to move done forward. As well. Oh, okay. That I did not know. Well, good yeah. for him. He should be done. He's, you know, in his also in his 60s, 70s. How, how about with the success of uh, the Spider-Verse films? We make a high-end Star Wars animated film that is not something we've already seen before. Okay. I think of like the high Rep- or the the Knights of the Old Republic. Nah, uh, it's the, uh, the the um, the the MMO game uh, old, where old, old Republic, Old Republic. Uh, With if you've seen any of those cutscenes, they are amazing. They are wonderful. And just to see like make a two-hour movie like that with yeah. high-end, but maybe make it with the with the original trilogy characters at a later date. And guess what? Then you don't have to worry about. Yeah. Their likenesses, everything. You just yeah. get voice actors, and we accepted yeah. somebody else playing um, Anakin Obi-Wan Skywalker, Obi Wan, yeah. yeah, and people love that. So I think there's yeah. ways to do this in a different format that could work really well. Right, mm-hmm. I don't disagree. Oh well, we again with the and again we we talk about this a lot, obviously over on SFU, but with the writer strike going on, um, we are we are clearly as our little organization fully in support of these people getting everything that they need to be able to make a real living. And I said it on SFU, which was, you know, out this week and I'll say it again. Um, I'm happy to sit 2024 out from new content. If it means that people are able to feed their families, you know, yeah. so it doesn't really, it doesn't work. Well, you know, God willing, knock wood, we take, we'll all still be here when there's more content to enjoy. Um, so yeah. it's uh, that's, that's really what's key um, is that the people that, that bring us these things are able to make a living doing it uh comfortably so yeah uh wga uh uh, decision makers i'm sure you're listening do the right thing solidarity we support you Mm -hmm. yeah with that let's get on to the the meat of the episode that is visions season two again episode five six seven eight and nine Let's start off. Uh, how do you how do you guys want to handle this? You like go through each episode, talk about our favorites. Uh, Charlie, you want to give like a, a little quick rundown yeah. of each one, and then we'll just kind of go I overall am, feelings. I am happy to do that, and we'll have to because there's five, and we've uh, we've run a, a bit. We, we got a, we we got some time to do this, but yeah, yeah. let's jump in with uh, episode five, Journey to Dark Head from Studio Mirror. Uh, during the initial war between the Jedi and Sith, an adolescent monk named Ara believes that the statues on our home planet whose stone around its base have foretelling abilities control both light and dark as one is uh, lit blue and the other in red. She resolves to destroy the dark head in the belief that she can turn the tide of the war. Years later, our now a teenage mechanic requests the Jedi council uh, for a bodyguard on her body, blah, 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 bodyguard on her quest. They assign a young Padawan named Tao, Tao, like Tauli. I can't remember how the dude's name is pronounced. Uh, to the task, Towel uh, has recently lost his masters at the hands of a sadistic Sith Lord Bishan, leaving him traumatized and in constant fear. The two of them collect supplies and head to the planet where Bishan chases them. They make it to the statues, but Ara realizes that both light and dark evenly flow between them, making them impossible to destroy. Uh, Towel overcomes his fear with Ara's help, and they manage to kill. Bishan, the two of them decide to continue journeying, journeying together. Wow, I mean, there, if if there's a if there's a message that flows through these five segments, it is the 
the absolute greatness of the force. And, and this was a great way to kick yeah. that off. Um, yeah. That, that touches, I feel like that touches everything. Even the, the few stories that aren't so heavy uh, mm. in dealing with force related mysticism, but yeah, I like this one very, very much. This one felt the most like season one. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Like this was the most anime style, like over the top anime lightsaber fight. Yeah. This season was defined by, I think different art styles and breaking out over like season one was so anime focused that this was to me kind of a nice return to that and a nice reminder of where vision started. Uh, but I, I like that this was kind of the only one that was that like over the top anime, I think Korean uh, studio, right? Yeah. Um, Looks that way. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, yeah, I, I liked this one. I thought it was, it was good. And it, I mean, you can't beat an anime over the top lightsaber fight. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. This studio uh, also does Voltron for Netflix. The Witcher. uh, They did a Witcher movie for Netflix. They have done DC animated films. They did the Guardians of the the Galaxy animated series that you can watch on Disney Plus and also Legend of Korra. So this is a high end animation studio from Korea. So this this is not their typical style. So Mm. I like the fact that they kind of walked out of their comfort zone and did that um and it was funny because someone had mentioned this when they're talking about the episode they said uh this is like a doctor doctor afra story teaming up with a jedi because it felt like that because because i didn't know the 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 one character she started in a group where they were documenting data and things like so i wasn't clear what that was were they like just scholars or what it was seemed like the watchers really yeah okay yeah Yeah. 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 the the fight always lives on uh the dark side and the light side will always find balance there will always be the war there there will always be conflict we just record we just watch basically there so the, the, this to me was yeah that's the group of watchers in the star wars galaxy mm-hmm. uh, they don't interfere they don't get involved they don't pick sides they just watch yeah and i like the sith nice. uh master had that like secondary weapon that was like yeah. a, a, a like a wick now, that, that was yeah. that was that was actually is what made me think of immediately uh took us back to the original marvel run uh that i that was the first run of any comics that i read as a kid mm-hmm. and uh shara bay was the name of a character she was an mm. imperial spy uh oh. who who luke inadvertently uh blasted uh and kept her uh, because the force guided him to take her out because she was an imperial spy but she was force sensitive got rebuilt became a sith lord that uh or a basically like your um inquisitor like 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 ventress uh pretty much and this before that uh with with a whip as her primary weapon so this definitely made me Mm. think of that Mm. so super cool cool. character i'd love to see brought back into canon this is uh this is also Something I'm guessing, I think they might explore in the Ray movie thematically, mm-hmm. which is light and dark will always coexist. Yes. And with Palpatine defeated, what's going to be the dark that replaces that? So right. I think that like like thematically, like you can't have one without the other. They're always you can't completely right. destroy one statue because it's gonna move to the other. So right. I'm curious like thematically if that's kind of foretelling about where, right, right, where right. Star Wars is going to go. Um anyway I thought I thought that was a good one. Yeah cool. All right moving right along number six the spy dancer studio la cachet French yes. so, H- okay, from Paris. Good. 
Oh, my, my, my. Uh, and definitely influential, the style of this. Uh, around 20 years after the formation of the Empire, which would be really at the beginning of the original trilogy, uh, a group of aliens with hetero, uh, heterochromia, which is... Two different color eyes. Two different color eyes. Thank you. It, from the X-Men. I remember that. That was Xavier's pickup line in the bar. Don't you remember? Mm. Uh, and Small Horns run a high-class club, which is frequented by stormtroopers. Quick sidebar. Uh, tell me if you caught this at the very beginning. Uh, the stormtroopers board a vehicle with two wheels that push together and push down again. That yes. was a Kenner toy, but it was I had it one was, of those. Yeah, it wow. was a it was a single rider, but this was a bigger thing. So that was something like, oh, and now it's canon. I love it because that was very not cool. not seen previously. It was just a toy. Um, but anyway, yes, that's my ADD running amok. Uh, it is revealed that the club's primary dancer Loy leads a faction of the Rebel Alliance that consists of the rest of her staff and she places trackers on the stormtroopers armors during her performances one night she spots a familiar looking officer and in flashback it is revealed 20 years prior her infant child was taken from her by this supposed officer against her allies which is she plans to kill the officers the officer only to realize that it is now her child fully grown and integrated into the Empire. As her group battles through the soldiers and the officer's KX series droids, so like KX2O, uh, Loy takes the officer to the roof and offers proof that he is indeed her child, leaving him confused. The club's mater D. Hades helps Loy escape. Loy reveals that she left him a hollow device of him as an infant, which in itself has a tracker in it. The officer views a hologram and uncovers his severed horns. Wow. Man. Digging a lot of emotions in this. My God. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're so down, down, down on the, or not down on the Jedi uh, kidnapping kids because, mm -hmm. well, it's for our greater good, but you know, in the empire, you know, it, the Empire's terrible, but clearly, hey, you know, that works for them as well. Is this um, their adoption agency? Well, I mean, if you if you really follow <laughs> through. Sure. Yeah, if you follow through the First Order, for example, we know that all of those uh, mm -hmm. stormtroopers were, sure. were basically, you know, jet napped, you know, kind of kidnapped in the same fashion in their youth mm -hmm. to build that army. Um, yeah, this was um, what a different take. And uh, something that brings an emotional core, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, man, Star Wars is for kids and blah, 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 blah. Of course, we're the kids that it was for. But we're all adults now. We have very uh, complicated emotional background, you know, real adult lives with art traumas of our own. And, and this really speaks to that. And, and that really spoke to me. So I dug it. Yeah. Todd? Uh, this studio is known for Primal, which is a series that Kenny Tar Tarkovsky does. It's yeah, about yeah. Uh, takes place in prehistoric times about a caveman and oh, a dinosaur. Yeah. It's brutal and it's wonderful, yeah, right. beautiful hand drawn animation. So once again, there's studios that have various levels of uh, previous uh, success. And mm -hmm. this one I felt had so much style. Um, it was it was a combination of like Cirque du Soleil and flowing cloth as the woman performed. She used those cloths like it was an arsenal and it was phenomenal to watch. Uh, really uh, grabbed me in with the animation style because it was very painterly mm -hmm. and um, it did it did kind of ape the story of Cabaret. If you remember Cabaret, it was basically yep. a place where the Nazis hung out. So I loved how they took all of those bits and 
and it was just really compelling. Wonderful storytelling, uh, sad. And, and when she pauses to kill the officer, who she thinks it was that that kidnapped her son, and it's actually your son. That yeah. was pretty pretty compelling, and I, yeah. I really thought yeah. it was really well done. So this is yeah. this was my favorite of the bunch. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Of, of this half, one of the best. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought one of the best overall. Oh yes, definitely the yeah. Best yeah. In this half. Um, like you said, we we haven't seen like rebel circus performers, and I thought that was such a great concept because again, it's not the Jedi, but it's also not like. I think anytime we usually see anyone that's not the Jedi, it's like the oppressed yeah. people yeah. that are just like ground level. Just I'm just going to shoot and punch things. Yeah. This was it like out. the skill and acrobatics of a Jedi without needing a lightsaber or anything. Like she took out a room full of Empire thugs with ribbons. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was that was beautiful and, and also super engaging. And I want to see yeah. like yeah. whether it's like a, a heist movie where they're all like circus performers or have different talents or whatever. Like I could see this expanded. Right. It's right? just like rebels with with amazing skill. Right. It's like A team, right? You get people with specific sets of skills who bring something to the table. Ragtag and yeah, the the, the D the D team. It's almost like Rogue One. I mean, if you think about the the skill set that that team brought together too. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, I I love that. Um, I thought this one had so many twists and turns. The sun reveal was was one, but I also thought like you think, uh, you know the, the. what's her name? The, the younger one swinging down and she's aiming at the, the stormtrooper, the droid and the, the, you know, uh, Louis still there kind of, and you think like, she's going to shoot that and they both move out of the way. Um, but like, there's so much, when you think, you know, what's going on, they pull the ribbon out from under you and and there's something else that happens. And it's, it's emotional right up into the end. And Charlie, you kind of nailed it, that it's just like such a, uh, just devastatingly emotional story of like, yeah, this mother has never stopped either wanting revenge. And then as soon as she realizes that it's not who she thought, and then like, this is her son. Yeah. And she realizes before we do, I think anyway, before I did, like mm-hmm. she put it together way sooner. And I was just like, what's, what's happening? What is she doing? Oh yeah. my God. That's what it, it like. Exactly. Just it's, it's such yep. a punch. Uh, yeah. I thought this was, yeah. One of the strongest ones of this whole season, definitely the strongest of this bunch. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Number seven, the bandits of Golak from 88 pictures, a studio from India. Not a big mm-hmm. giveaway for that. Uh, during the galactic civil war, uh, Sharuk and Rani are siblings that were forced to flee their home and are headed for the city of Golak for refuge. Rani is being targeted because she is force sensitive while Sharuk desperately tries to hide. And they are nearly caught when, uh, on the train ride to Golak only to be saved when a rebel group named the Jangoris attack the stormtrooper guarded train. They eventually make it to a small oasis uh, uh, setting run by an elderly woman named Rugal, but an inquisitor arrives knowing of Ronnie and the incident on the train. After tricking the siblings into exposing themselves, the inquisitor attempts to kill them, but Rugal, revealed to be an order 66 surviving Jedi evacuates the area with her powers and fatally defends the uh defeats the inquisitor in an intense lightsaber duel uh afterwards rugel tells ronnie that she must come with her through a tunnel to keep hidden with other force sensitives but leave shuruk behind the siblings have a tearful parting and shuruk gives ronnie a jibli shaped lollipop and ronnie giving shuruk their father's flute to remember her by 
wow. Um, rereading that, um, th- this was initially not one I was super crazy about. Um, it had kind of the, right from the beginning, it had the annoying kid factor, which I was like, oh, okay, fine. You know, and uh, it, much like with Kamala Khan and Ms. Marvel, I knew that there was a great audience for this. I just didn't feel like it was me. But really considering just walking it through the way that I did, um, so uniquely stylized with everything from the Inquisitor having a very Indian look, from the Je- the the escaped Jedi having a very Indian look, and everything really touching upon this planet that, you know, is clearly, you know, in the Star Wars universe we have, you know, here's, here's a desert planet and so some desert-looking people, or here's a planet where everybody has a British accent, you know what I mean? So we employ things, obviously, from Earth, from our world, uh, and it is, it is great in a lot of ways to expand that out and see that's so very representative of cultures around the globe, and this mm. Star Wars Visions, I think, has been the vehicle that, that has accomplished that uh, with the most success. So while initially I was like, eh, thinking about it more, I like it. I, I like it more than I did when I watched it. All right. Todd, what did you think? I hate to be the downer, but this studio, uh, knowing what they animate, I feel like they were lazy. Uh, they make yeah. Troll Hunters. They made they animated the movie Scoob, which you've seen. Uh, they made the Tom and Jerry movie Kung Fu Panda oh, okay. Dreamworks. So these oh, guys aren't like falling okay. out. This isn't the first. This felt like an episode that was on Clone Wars. It looked like Clone Wars to me. It, the animation yeah. style, it could have been Clone Wars with a paint yeah. of Indian style. Um, yeah. I thought the story, I've seen this story before. And I just yeah. felt like it brought nothing new to the table. I didn't like the little girl. She did yeah. all the things, annoying things, multiple times, every yep. time. And I'm yep. like, yep. 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 and I just felt like where it went. I'm like, at that point, I'm like, it was r- predictable, wrote. And like I, I was telling my wife, I really wanted to go big into maybe a different animation style that fully represented more Indian culture versus just the H- hanging on bits and bobs. It looks, oh, I've seen it yeah. before. That's what I'm making. So, and, and it yeah. is, it just felt a little lazy versus the other yeah, ones where yeah. they stretched. I, that's that. I, I, agree. I think that's very fair. Um, I, while, uh, while, while the tone of it uh, had merit, the execution, like I said, annoying kid. I mean, yeah. that, 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 that is a trope that has been ground into fine powder. Um, mm. So just, yeah, just, just let it go. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I, I thought the, I, I would love to see multiple different cultures represented in Star Wars. I think that's fantastic, but that's about the only thing that I really liked about this episode. I thought the art style was mediocre compared to every other amazing art style and very unique art style we've seen in this season. And I don't think it did it any benefits following the spy dancer, which was like among yep. the strongest of this season. Like this could have been episode two. I think, you know, if they switch the order a little bit, you start off a little slow and then you hit them with the hard stuff at the end. That's like incredible. I, I just, I think if this was episode one, people wouldn't have stuck with vision season two, but I think as like an episode two or three, it could have been better placed and, and not feel like such a letdown after like the spy dancer. And then we'll get to the pit, which is another like emotional gut punch that I just felt this story went nowhere. It's something that we saw again with an Indian flair and yeah. not an interesting art style aside from like Indian looking Jedi and Indian looking cultural stuff, which I thought was super neat to see. I just wanted to see it in a different, more engaging way. So yeah. I'm with you, Todd. This was the, it was fine. It was 
you know, like I watched it again to kind of recap. I didn't like it the first time. It was fine the second time, but in a season of amazing, fine doesn't cut it. It was, it was, yeah, a C plus to a C, really, yeah. if you were to grade it. It was just, it was just meh. It was, you know, it was a Big Mac. Yeah. As far as you know, not so. As far as you know, not having a not having a stake at Ruth Chris, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Charlie, and and you know, we just saw across the Spider Verse, and yeah. when you think of Moomhanton, I mean, yeah, that is inspired. That is amazing, right. and this felt like, yeah, a little bit flat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fair, 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 fair. All right. Well, let's move it along. We're making some good time uh, jumping into a segment that I was absolutely uh, crazy about. And we had a main character who was a, a terrific actor. We're talking about The Pit, uh, brought to us by Dart, Chateau, and Lucasfilm. Ch- Chitaro? The studio? Chateau. Chateau. Tahoe? Right. It's, Ta- it's, it's, Lake Tahoe, baby! This is, just to let you know, this is an American studio in Japan. Okay. So these are Americans oh, in okay. that are employing like Japanese artists, but it's an American sensibility okay, with, with animation uh, with an animation studio. All right. Okay. Just after the empire, uh, just after the empire is con- is conquered. Oh, so this is post post empire. Okay. A large group of imperial slaves are forced to dig a giant pit in the middle of a desert for kyber crystals, which the stormtroopers see that that doesn't make any sense. I think the, they, they mean the the once the empire is formed. I think is, oh, is very how good. I interpreted this. Like it's, so it's just it should be a little Order bit more just, a, just after the empire has not is okay. Very sorry yeah. about that, folks. Uh, which the stormtroopers used to build a nearby city. After years of digging, they hit the bottom, uh, only for the stormtroopers to completely abandon them in the deep pit. One of them, Crux, tells his daughter Livy that he will escape the pit and ask for help at the nearby city. He successfully does so and manages to get the attention of the citizens in this clean futuristic city who know nothing about the pit. Uh, Stormtroopers stun him and drag him back to the pit, tossing him to his death. Wow. Uh, Livy inspires everyone in the pit pit to chant, follow the light, which echoes to the people of the city. Uh, The people of the city then overpower the stormtroopers and rescue the pit people. As they leave, Livy is revealed to have kept a kyber crystal, which responds to her touch, revealing that she is force sensitive. Uh, Crux was played by David Diggs, who is an actor that I love from Hamilton. And again, voice actor on Star Trek, um, the Star Trek prodigy. Um, Fantastic story. Damn. Um, You know, whether you... Uh, whether you feel the animation style was, uh, you you guys are are a better barometer of that than me. I was paying I was paying attention um, more to more to the story uh, than sometimes the animation. But I I loved the message of the story, and again, our through line of uh, force sensitivity didn't play a huge part in the story. But oh, we've lost him again. <laughs> he he is not. We're not following his light. Oh, there we go. Oh. Mark, Mark has illustrated to us the light side and the dark side. See, normally so, I would have to worry about the editing of this, but I don't yes. have to. <laughs> yes, I'm I know. I'm just going to just let myself disappear for a That's second okay. in the editing, to be well, honest. The good, uh, news, the good news is we're almost done, so you can go have your hacking breakdown off camera. Oh, I feel bad. No, I just don't uh, want people to watch me cough. It's just. Uh, oh, uh, my gosh. Good. No, it's yes. I'm, sh- I'm sure that it would not be. Yeah, if you, if you it, take it, a little nose blow, Mark, it'll clear you right up. Yeah, <laughs> there oh we go. That's, you want to see that. <laughs> good content. Good content. A little nose yeah. candy. Ooh, yes. Snort, uh, some, some, snort some kyber crystals. I was thinking blowing my nose. You guys are staying. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yes, we're in different S- 
if you after dark oh my goodness so anyway uh awesome story um loved uh the you know the casual brutality of the empire really takes us right back to andor but really they're like uh okay cool we got all those kyber kyber crystals bye um Mm. and they just march right off it's just that is just empire 101 um raping of a natural environment a destruction uh and death of the indigenous people we get what we want and we're out just that's we we saw it in andor time and again we've seen it across star wars uh in the time frame i mean that's palpatine's jam he just likes to take what he wants and throws people away and it extends all the way out to everything about the empire so uh This was great, and it was uh, the uh, we, we did get a cute critter in this that uh, did help uh, Crux uh, get out. Um, armadillo, the thing. little armadillo, and I was watching it with April, and I was like, "There you go, babe. There's your there's your cute Star Wars critter." <laughs> yeah, but anyway, great story. I liked it very much. Yeah, Todd, uh, I'm going to be Debbie Downer again on this one. No, are you serious? Um, I, the animation style I didn't like. I've seen it in other things before. It didn't strike me. It, it just felt very, even the way they mouth their words felt a little bit mm. off to me. So it yeah. didn't hit. Mm. Um, I, I I like the idea of the story, um, the execution where it it, it it fell a little flat for me. Um, specifically, the follow their light. Yeah, that didn't work. It should have been follow their heart and they should have like used the heart of the people making the noise because they had to follow their ears and they could even done like a heartbeat sound to do that. To me, there was no light involved. It was sound that did that. So I feel like the message I get, but didn't connect the dots very well. And I I just don't get that these these people live in the city have never left the city that and makes yeah and, and it, how do, what were they doing in the city where do they and, come from and the people that, like didn't want to yeah. leave like what are you going to survive on you have to leave if you do not leave this pit there is no yeah. food or there's nothing so it was yeah. like a little bit and i hate to say it with a little girl thing i'm like of course they made her force sensitive i feel like that's what always happens with these it's force right. sensitive and it becomes a, a trope Girl to fall on and it, yeah. it's like it, it so i feel like it's what can we do the least amount to get tri- like heartstrings pulled and i feel like they know a couple i do like the idea of it and he sacrificed himself and mm-hmm. he didn't think they would listen i like that and the empire kind of you know held back and just abandoned them i like those hallmarks i just felt like there was a couple of misses in this me that could have gone much better um especially after seeing some of the highlights of this this one just felt like and in this studio unfortunately um they have not had any big hits so this could have been their standout for me but maybe it will be because you guys seem i know charlie you seem to like it so um it yeah. just might be a preference for certain things yeah, I just you're right. It's you know it's it's mad tropish. That's what really killed, um, you know, the Indian theme story for me, um, because it was annoying kid. She, you know, she was in this not an obnoxious kid. No, uh, but uh, and, and I, I, you know, I again, I like the message. I was paying to, uh, attention to the message, but yeah, the sticking it in the and she's force sensitive at the end. Yeah, I do see. You know, thinking about the last Jedi and broom boy at the end of that, like, and, and every mm. you know, we we happen to find all the force sensitive kids. So, Mark. Yeah, I I liked the F the Empire vibes from this one. Uh, I so right off the bat, Charlie, I'm kind of agreeing a little bit more with you, but I will admit that on my second walk watch, uh, this it, it wasn't as the first time I watched this, it was such an emotional gut punch, and the second time I watched it, I was like, why are they making some of these decisions that they're making? And I started questioning more things, like Todd said, like why they have the tools to dig, why aren't they digging it? 
you know, upwards dig, staircase. To, dig or, up, using, or using the pickaxes yeah. or to those, climb. Or, um, <laughs> Jordy, know, Jordy did that in Star Trek when he got stuck in a why, pit. Uh, <laughs> why didn't the stormtroopers just shoot the guy instead of stunning him, then throwing him to his death down the pit? Because like, it's why? mean. <laughs> it's mean. To do. I, I get that. And so is shooting someone in the back and just... Right. You know, uh, showing the the aristocracy just kind of ignoring it, like ah, it's some yeah. weird urchin guy. Like, let's get back to her. So I, 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 I did like this one. I think a little bit more than than Todd may have, but uh, I, I really liked the F the Empire vibes that I was getting, similar to Andor, similar to like feeling, you know, uh, people following like well the, like Todd said, following the the hurt or the light inside them or whatever you want to call that. Uh, following that goodness, the light side, uh, and and that culminating in someone turning a crystal to the light side, I thought was thematically a little bit, um, a little bit better than just like, hey, it's another Jedi. I, I liked that it was, um, you know, she brought the light out of the people, and she also brought the the Kyber crystal, the light out of the Kyber crystal. I thought thematically that was a little bit more of an interesting shot to land on. It's just like, Hey, it's another Jedi who gives a shit. Uh, so it is slightly more positive than Todd on this one. I, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, um, but it was, uh, it was, you know, it, it was, it was, it was all right. Better than Golak, but not yeah. top tier. Don't, don't go, don't go lack me, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah. ninth and final segment is Ow's mm-hmm. song from Triggerfish studios. Not yeah. long after the initial extinction of the Sith, the people of the mountain planet Cobra are helping the Jedi purify uh, kyber crystals, which have been bled by the Sith. Well documented in the more recent Star Tra- uh, Star Wars comics, uh, how that works. Uh, a young native girl named Ow seems. Uh, I- am I saying her name right? Ow. L O. Okay. Ow, ow, ow. Uh, Seems to have an unusual effect on the crystals when she sings. Her father, Abat, is helping, uh, trying to help a Jedi named Kratu uh, with finding a way to heal the crystals, but warns that Ow, that her singing voice is dangerous. While Abat is in the mines, Ow discovers uh, another cave entrance with crystals and begins to sing, only for Abat to interrupt her, causing the caves to react violently. Kratau attempts to save them, but Al realizes what she must do and sings again, which manages to finally purify the crystals. Uh, Kratau relieves that Al uh, must come with her to fulfill her destiny, and she about, and about have a tearful goodbye. Feels yeah. very much like the previous segments to me. Th- th- this, w- this was my miss. Uh, oh, really? I hate to, yeah, I hate oh, to say it. Okay. I I, I felt I felt it was very much like the and now you got to come with me and I, it, that mm. happened a couple of different times. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I don't necessarily have a lot else to say about it. I necessarily mind uh, the style. It was more of a uh, and Todd, you're more the studio expert. But what do you know about Triggerfish? So Triggerfish is a South African studio. So okay. uh, based in based in South Africa and with a lens on African culture creators. Yeah, and they really have no what I would say uh, this is probably their first introduction to most people. So this is kind of the resume to say please hire us. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Okay. Um yeah, the the style was uh even really looking out as a character she looked 
like some kind of a, a totem or a doll. Like, the, like it almost looked like she was, like felty, she was kind of felty stitched. Yeah. And like, uh, what is it? Kirby? What is it? Crafted world, uh, from, from, uh, Yoshi Nintendo Mark. Kirby, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. Kirby had their, his, his, uh, yeah. His, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah very I, I found that interesting, but yeah, this is, I don't know. The story, I guess it just didn't didn't really click with me. I don't know. I felt it was uh, a lot of stitching together. I do love the tale of the kyber crystals and, you know, how corrupting them makes them red and, you know, and, and you know, the, the concept of turning them back um, is interesting as well. But yeah, this, this story just didn't really click with me. I'm sorry, guys. Interesting. <laughs> Todd, any better feelings, or are you you with Charlie on this one? Um, I had no clue about the whole kyber crystals being corrupted yeah. and things like that. So it's, that was a cool idea. Yeah. Thank you very for informing. Inside, very inside baseball, yes. Yeah, very very neat. And this one really intrigued me because the art style felt um, felt. I, I wanted ah. to hug everybody. Yeah, it felt like I wanted to hug everything. And the way they made the world, even when the traversal when she was going around like the mountain, it felt like they were just turning like a mountain to create mm. that. So that that once again. This one spoke to me because I saw this and I'm like, I don't know if I've seen anything like this before. And that's the whole point of this vision series, like to really turn animation styles on their head to do things like Coraline, things like that, that really, really yeah. pop and say, this is different. Now, does it work for Star Wars? I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool and neat. And I like the Jedi. The Jedi was very iconic looking and very unique and different. Mm -hmm. And um, what I wasn't sure about was what was going to happen with the crystals? Cause I couldn't tell if the crystals were like manipulating her, like the system to, to, to trigger them for something bad happening. Right. Cause I think that happened first, but then when she still was resilient and said, you know, I'm still going to try this. Cause I think I know what I need to do. Showed me like, this is a character with some, um, I guess internal drive to do the right thing to make things work. And when she turned and I liked how they did the, the, the animation style of turning everything blue was compelling to me. That was neat. Um, and the fact that I don't think there's ever been a Jedi character that used song as a power that was compelling to me as well because i'm like oh wow we're bringing something new to the table and yes yeah. she went away at the end and yes that happens seems like if you don't have a jedi kid being taken away what else are they going to do with them? Is that, is that like a, yeah. it's like a like a tree in the forest it's kind you know, of the it, way it is yeah, yeah. If, if a jedi doesn't yeah. kidnap a kid at the end and no one's there to see it, it really exactly happens. so so yeah. i really enjoy this but i get it it's it could be tropey in certain ways, but this one, just the way the execution, like the last one, the execution did it for me, the execution yeah. did it for me. So it was kind of like a tale of two things. And that's why I think this, this season's been very effective because there's something for everybody versus if you don't that like anime, you're kind yeah. of screwed. <laughs> that, that's, that is for sure where I was stuck uh, yeah. with the first season of this, because yeah, I, you know, being with Mark and, and, and our guest, and I'm forgetting who we had on to talk about that when it came on, but I was oh, just boy. like, yep. Uh-huh. Yep. I was just, I, I didn't have a lot to add. I felt terrible, but with this, I, with this, you know, wrapping it up as a series, um, absolutely felt more engaged and i think to extra's point hit the nail on the head uh something for everybody even if the something uh animation style wise you didn't like it or you didn't i felt like the stories had a little bit more punch uh and we didn't have a jokey you know we didn't really have a jokey silly one uh everything was pretty serious well, the aardman the aardman was pretty goofy but fun but with heart Yes. Okay. Very good. But um, no, I, I felt that this walked a line um, that told stories that I thought were pretty great. And again, uh, took us across 
you know, really the pantheon of, of all time frames and, and different ways to look mm-hmm. at things. So, yeah, I, I, I found it to be, I found it definitely to be a success uh, so, in the second season. So, Mark, did Finn watch any of these with you? No, no. Okay. I, I'd like to I think this would have worked for Finn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I and and I thought that like the the. The art style in this one, the felty craft, like instantly engaging. I yeah. thought Al was an instant favorite. She was a kid, but she was very bright, very curious. Not, I didn't find her annoying as no. some of the other kids could be. Um, yeah, yeah. And there were so many little details in the animation. Like Todd, you said the turning, but I also noticed like there's little bugs, there's particles, there's different effects that were used. The lice so well on the creature. <laughs> Just yeah, like yeah. the world felt so. A lot felt, felt again crafted as well. Uh, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, and the visual, like you said, of Al singing to the crystals was so perfect. And I do want to touch on something that you brought up, which is the, the first time she sang, the crystal exploded or turned, you know, dangerous. Burned, but that's because she, yeah. she was still being she still had fear. Her dad was still telling her no, her she was still being held back, and that fear was coming through her song that 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 you know hesitation that self-doubt that that darkness was was enhancing so she has a really really unique force power and i love seeing new force powers so we've seen cal kestis being able to touch objects and learn of their history get a little flashback this one's super unique and and really really useful depending on the time period of, of turning crystals. And we've seen that again with, with the comics of Luke getting his green crystal, purifying a red crystal, learning yeah. about his cracked yellow crystal. We've, we're seeing yeah. all that kind of stuff. So more crystal lore, more lightsaber lore is really, really interesting to me. So I thought this one, aside from a little bit of tropey at the end of like, you have to go away with the Jedi yeah. and leave your dad behind. I thought this was incredibly engaging and really, really interesting to me as someone who loves Kyber crystal lore, loves lightsaber lore. And, uh, and, and you see as soon as she gains that confidence and she knows that this is what she has to do. And this is the reason she has to do it. She has that, uh, that, that confidence to purify them to the light and bring out her joy and, and that curiosity uh, that, you know, makes her a Jedi instead of a Sith. And, and she, she purifies every crystal on the planet, which is just incredible. Um, so I, I love this one. It's, it, this was again, like right up there with, with one of my actual favorites of this bunch and, and potentially overall. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about like the favorites. I, I, do, do you guys have a favorite of the bunch of, of this time of, of this, this five episode uh, stack? Uh, it's tough to say. Um, now I'm scrolling back. I'll let you guys think I'm going to go with spy dancer for that one. It's it maybe close call to, uh, to our song, but I'm going to give the, the edge to spy dancer because I, I just thought that it hit, everything overall new you know story art style uh, emotional impact um story that i want to follow more of i just thought that was a tiny bit stronger for me um that one stood out todd you look like you had an answer as soon as i said spy dancer i agree um i think that just story had layers it had confidence in what it was story was and it took turns and it could have taken the easy way out and took some tropes of like oh they're flying away and she gets shot at the end when yeah. they're getting in their ship. I'm like, oh, it's going to go badly or something's going to. But no, we got it open ended. And uh, when he took off his hat and you could see where his horns have been. I'm like, 
those are such good story points and I loved it. But yeah, it would be that and then a song and then probably a journey to the dark head, which that, that episode mm, title I think, yeah. on the nose. <laughs> yeah. The dark head. <laughs> yeah. Dark. yeah. I think I, my, my listing would be the same actually, Todd. Yeah. I yeah. hate to make it boring, but boom, boom, bang. I'm kind of in the same spot. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy, enjoyed the, the uh, kind of, kind of the Frenchness uh, of the, uh, the animation style and the yes the the life is cabaret old chum and um yeah uh finding finding your own strength within the the crushing uh horror that is the um that is the empire uh that we see mm. of, of of the grown child uh definitely very layered so yeah good stuff um i did want to make a note a disney plus right now has a new series out it's very much similar to this but it's focused on the stories of Africa in a sci-fi lens, all animated 10 parts. And I just put a link into the note, but I saw that. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I would like to see Disney do more of these. Like what other areas could they play with? Um, Like Marvel, we obviously have like, what if, but um, you know, what else could they do in the different genres and do different animation experiences? Instead of of what if, what else? Exactly. What else? What else? My thought extra. Kizazi Moto Generation Fire debuts July 5th on Disney+. Plus. Ooh, July fifth special. That day. looks awesome. Yeah, I just I just looked that through. That, that's really cool, uh, fellas. I I don't think I think we've we've kind of touched on most of the other questions. I was going to say like favorite animation style. I think like the Spy Dancer again. I think we're just going to start repeating some of the stuff that we've we've already said. So let's end it there. I want to cool. hear what people think. Uh, yes. People can can get us in in uh, Patreon, and I do want to thank because I forgot to at the top of the episode because we just jumped right in there. Uh, but I do have to to plug our Patreon and thank our best bud Jamie Prinkley Prinky, our, our BFF tier Sean Stella and Henry Nias and Missy Merchant and uh, Andy Milliken. If you haven't checked out our Patreon already, go over there for a free week trial you can check out all the exclusive shows all the fun stuff that happens over there and if you like what you see you can throw a little dollar in our tip jar and unlock stuff uh if you're if you're not watching over on youtube we'd really appreciate heading over there and giving us a follow subscribe whatever even if you don't watch often it really really helps us out uh that way as well and of course join us in the discord where i want to hear everyone's thoughts on their favorite episode from star wars visions season two and if you want a season three do you guys right now uh are you happy with how this ended that's the last question i'm gonna ask is uh do you want a season three and what do you expect do you expect like bigger broader do you want them to go to go go back to a focused more anime kind of style or or a different art style that focus I, you know, I, I really can't necessarily speak to the art style, uh, deep digging question. That's really not my area, but I like, I'm more of a story guy. I like the broad strokes and the different touches, um, would always love to see, you know, things to be super less tropey. Um, but, but nothing in storytelling can avoid these certain, you know, child and danger, annoying kid, you know, Jedi kid gets taken away, tree falls in the forest kind of thing can't avoid it um but yes i would love to see different messaging uh and like to see different um uh, parts of the star wars universe touched upon in these little you know it's putting feelers out and trying things out like what what works and what what can we come back and touch what can we grow here pull back here or do some different things that's what i'd like to see yeah todd what about you Uh, any expectations for season three or you kind of good where we're, we're at right now I would almost like to see, and I don't know if this is possible, but I've seen like episodes like The Simpsons, 
Bob's Burgers, where they basically do one episode, but bring in different animation studios to complement it and do something like that. Mm-hmm. So I would almost like to see like a full season, but one story, but different have different animation studios come in and do their part of it and maybe introduce different characters and different, uh, you know, flavors of a story um, mm-hmm. and make it like something different and just play around with the, the medium of animation as well. And maybe they could come up with something unique and different because they kind of covered so many different animation studios from different cultures this time. Like, are they, is it going to repeat itself? Or are they just going to continue to repeat yeah. the same stories? But could they do something really cool and collaborative and do something like completely different? Like, I mean, I don't know how many. So it was like 10, out, 10 minutes each, 15 minutes each for nine episodes. So almost a movie length feature would be, I think, kind of cool with, with Star Wars because we haven't had a Star Wars animated film except for, what, the Clone Wars three-parter? Yeah. <laughs> but that's oh, about boy. it. So that could be cool. Very. Awesome. I love that idea. Yeah, even uh, even going with like a Star Wars anthology style where it's, it's you know, a few focused stories about a character. And, and, and I'd love to see, but I'd love to, I love that, you know, tell one cohesive story, but with different animation studios or styles. I think that's really cool. Uh, again, let us know on the Discord. Uh, Todd, thank you once again for joining us. Let people know where where, where they can follow you on the internet. At Tioxtra on Twitter is the best way to follow me, uh, talking about all things, obviously. I'm excited to talk about video games with Mark on a regular basis. Uh, we're very excited about the new Nintendo Direct coming out. So check us out in co-op mode. Uh, our next episode will be out next week. Yeah. Very good. Well, you can find me as always over on Twitter at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. My wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey, one of the largest chapters of the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world. We're based here in West Michigan, but I actually head up Region 13 for the organization, which is Michigan and Eastern Canada. Uh, if you're a trekker within the sound of my voice, drop us a line at socials of that stripe. We will help you find trekkers near to you. So, Mark, what about you, buddy? You can find me everywhere as the underscore Canardian. That is it. Well, all right. As always, friends, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us up. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.